Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome in. It is uh, it is a brand new edition, a live edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. South Carolina game has wrapped. It was a tale of two halves. We're going to get into it right here. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. It's a Tuesday Night Live edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Joining me from South Georgia, it's our very own offensive coordinator, Israel Troop. What's up, man? Man, I always forget how badass our intro sounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always forget. I was like, man, we're over here jamming. I like this here. But, oh, yeah. You're like, it sounds like <laughs> you're like, this is how we get this thing rolling. Okay, that's right. <laughs> You get a little. Uh, I completely little forgot. Mirror. I was like, "Dang, I forgot all about this." Yeah, that was uh, that was student made. I had a senior make that last year, right before he graduated. Absolutely. I said, Absolutely. "Hey, man, can I can I use your beat?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." Absolutely, man. You know, I got the Instagram filter going on here. Um, shout yeah. out to Apple for the upgrade. I don't really know what's going on here, but I promise you, this is not what my face looks like um, all the time. You know. Well, the beard's coming in nice. Dude, like I told you earlier, man, it's the first time my beard has looked this good since well, my 34 years of life. My beard has never looked this good, so I'm trying to see how long I can keep it going. It's uh, you've been hanging out with me too long. I've I've passed my beardliness on to you. It's probably yeah, what it I is. Just appreciate all, all the wisdom because I need it. Looking out here, looking <laughs> like Patrick Adams out here. <laughs> Patrick Adams. Well, speaking of things that will make your beard turn gray. Uh, we were presented by betonline.ag, your number one source for all your sports betting needs, whether you're playing parlays, live live odds, futures. Like if you want to put some, if you want to put a few bucks down on Shador Sanders to win the uh, the win to Heisman, you can certainly do that at betonline.ag. They also have live casino games, man. How'd your uh, how'd your parlay turn out this week? My parlays ain't been hit at all. See, I've been getting greedy. All right, so I hit my first one. Well, my first two. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to add some more teams. That was a terrible idea. Terrible idea. I just go on like this nine-game parlay, and I'm like, I'm going to win something one day. And then like the very first one, like somebody lost by like two points, I think it was. Or like yeah. I mean, it's a spread or something by like two points, something like that. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's, that's a tough, tough beat. And like if you would have put Georgia Tech in your, in your uh, parlay last week, if you were to take them in the points, ooh, like right before the game ended, you thought you had it and, and you didn't. I would have put money on Ole Miss. That's what I picked on SEC I, after dark. I picked Ole Miss I, I, minus I, I 20. Took, I took Georgia Tech. Yeah. Sad day, man. Sad day. Yeah. I mean, that game played out exactly like I thought it would. It would. It was going to be <sighs> a – I said my, my score prediction was 45-24. That was my score prediction. Mm. <laughs> Most of that, what was the final score? I, I just know I lost. 
It's like 48, 21 or something like that. 48, they, 23. They were, they were on for a little bit, and then Jackson Dart was like, all right, I'm tired of playing with y'all. And yep. then just got covering the game. Yep. And then the backups put a put a cosmetic one up there on the board. But mm-hmm. yeah. Well, speaking of that, um, if you want to uh go to betonline.ag, make sure you put in that promo code believe that's get your head ready. B-L-E-A-V. Yeah, that's B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So betonline.ag is where the game starts. Well, it was an interesting week of college football, uh, that's for sure. I thought it was going to be a, a weak schedule, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. Um, these games yeah. actually ended up turning out really, really good. Uh, George, I watched George, I watched most of the Georgia Tech Ole Miss game, uh, watched a little bit of the uh, Tennessee-Florida game, uh, which we can talk, we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, but the Georgia game, man, um, I did a YouTube short on Sunday morning. Tale of Two Halves was the title of that, and – Boy, Absolutely. was this game ever a tale of two halves. So, like, there's some que- there's some burning questions that we probably have, and one of them is um, Carson Beck and Mike Bobo obviously getting a lot of heat for their lack of offensive production in the first half, slow starts, things like that. I can hear you rolling your eyes. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I just I, – I don't understand the heat that they got, but, Israel, we do still have to answer the question – Mm-hmm. Um, if we can, um, w- why the slow starts? What what is like? And, and you've played for Mike. You've played for Mike Bobo, so mm-hmm. you kind of understand how he sets up his games. Is that by design sometimes, or is it just the execution? Uh, we come out like a daisical. Like what what's causing these? This is the third straight s- slow start. What is causing these slow starts? Each game, you know, um, you know, we always go with the opening script, you know. Um, one thing about Bobo, and I think Coach Munkin had the same, you know, philosophy was let's establish a run at the beginning. You know, so whoever gets upset, we're, we're going to establish a run. Well, what goes along with that is the fact that we're just not executing up front. You know, we, we call a, a, you know, zone player or anything like that. You know, one block can completely mess the whole thing up. You know, one thing that worked for us was gap scheme. So we took zone away and started running gap scheme, and it was a beautiful thing to watch. You know, so for me, you know, and you go back even when I played before that, you know, it's just execution. You know what I mean? And, you know, people get mad at Coach Bobo for, you know, slow starts in the first half. Well, you got mad at him for slow starts in the second half. You know what I mean? So, yeah. which part of which word are you going to actually be mad at? But, you know, we're both coordinators here. And the best part of this podcast is the fact that we're both coaching. So, you know, you can call the best player in the world. You can have, you know, the great ideas and you can have, you know, I'm schemed up and ready to go, but at the end of the day, it's execution. You know, you know, I was on the way back. I'm from Alabama and I'm listening to the game and somewhat watching the game too. And I'm like, this is just an execution deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you can tell it. This is how you know you can tell it. This is how you know if people know football or not. It's an execution deal because you take everything from the first half and then look at the second half. I mean, you can see we come out and we execute. One thing I do, like what Bobo did, was he took the training wheels off of Carson Beck and throw the rock, you yeah. know, and he showed that he can he can toss that thing around. You know what I mean? Receivers were catching the ball. I mean, it was rainy day, you know, kind of gloomy, especially when we were losing. It was really gloomy at halftime. You know what I mean? We just, that first drive after halftime, I mean, we just took the air out of second line, we get a three and out, go right back down and score again, you know, and the game was pretty much in our hands after that. 
You know what I mean? Um, so you can be mad, happy, sad, glad because Bobo, but I mean, we almost had 400 yards total offense. I mean, and we won. Yeah, I, we, we, we won. We we were down 14 to three, and most teams fold up tent there because South Carolina had a ton of momentum. Like we, like we were having a hard time stopping Spencer Rattler. We were we couldn't we couldn't guard Leggett. Um, we there was a lot of things that was happening. We couldn't contain. We couldn't block their defensive line. Their defensive line played extremely well in the first half. Mm-hmm. Especially um, tackles, the tackles were absolutely eating us up in the middle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then uh, getting free, like linebackers were making plays. Like the tackles were getting off blocks <clears> and making play in the backfield. Yeah, I mean, we just we had we had no answers in the first half, and we were we we absorbed a lot of punches. And then that halftime speech must have been something because we came out a whole different ball club mm-hmm. and just completely shut them down. Uh, second half, gained ripped that momentum right back from them. And never, never gave it back. And Spencer Rattler turned into Spencer Rattler. So, one of the reasons why I didn't panic. Now, usually, old me would have been like, "Oh, great, you know, for this one, you know, here we go." Because I've I've seen this, you know, I've seen this happen before with with with, with mm-hmm. this team. Like a team jumps on us, and it just we just never really recover. Like I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of games like that where a team jumps on you early, jumps on you often. And then just keeps going, and you just can't ever get up, right? And that's what we did to teams. That's what we've done to teams the last two years. We jump on them early, we jump on them mm-hmm. often, and we don't let them up off the mat. And South Carolina made the mistake of letting us up off the mat, and we yes. we uh, we took care of business. So, for an execution standpoint, thing like we've done it so well the last two years that I really wasn't all that worried. But like, anytime you get a new quarterback in there, anytime you have some new pieces around you. And one of your mm-hmm. biggest leaders has been out since middle of training camp, mm-hmm. Lad McConkey. Um, like those things matter. Every like people time. don't realize that. Like people are like, oh, it's just it's just Lad McConkey. We still have Bowers. We welcome back Dejon Edwards. But <laughs> Lad McConkey's a very important piece that we're, we're we're finding out in the past game. Um, but like when you have those new pieces, I mean, to me that also contributes to it right because you may call the perfect play and it may be there and and that certainly was the case a lot of the times yet uh, on saturday where Mm -hmm. things were there but like we weren't just quite right spacing wise or we didn't quite make this block on 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 their defensive tackle or we didn't quite read the linebacker right or something small happened Mm -hmm. That Absolutely. disrupted things, and that's just because there's a lot of new pieces, a lot of new communication. Things. Like just because you have a veteran offensive line doesn't mean they're going to be spot on communicating with each other. Because mm-hmm. it, you know, it's the same, but it's different. Yeah, people don't understand that. Absolutely, I mean, those guys still have the jail. You know, um, you know, Mims goes out, you know, with an injury. So I mean, you know, we got to. It's going to be a whole new offensive line this week. You know what I mean? So it just it's one of those deals where every time you get a new quarterback, all right, that's where it starts. <laughs> you get a new quarterback and it takes a it takes a little minute. You know, you know you're gonna have a, a slow start here and there. You know, the execution's gonna be a little bit off, you know, but we've gotten spoiled. I say we as a as a fan base, you know, have gotten spoiled the last two years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So anytime anything bad happens, you know, the first thing they wanna do is, you know, we park coach bubble back, blah, 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 blah. All right. Well, we're not going to talk about the fact that South Carolina took Ohio State's game plan and ran against us. 
A lot of people that. are going to do that. A lot of people, people are going to do. do. Yeah. They took they, what what was wide open crossing that. Mm-hmm. Every you know what I mean. Who did that? Ohio State. You know what I mean. So Bullard's out. So you know that they took advantage of us. You know what I mean. That first half was just an execute was just execution. I mean we're playing zone and we're just leaving you know windows in the middle of the wide open. I mean we got people twenty yards. You know what I mean. And uh, number four, I think it's number fourteen. I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, bless his heart, he was playing safety. And, I mean, he got all turned backwards. I mean, there's a guy running free. You know what I mean? So there was just a lot of stuff that happened. You know, first SEC game in South Carolina. If you know Georgia football over the last couple of years, South Carolina, whether it's over there or it's in Sanford Stadium, nothing goes either team's way. You know, last year was, was great. You know what I mean? But they kept saying it, Vernon, not Vernon, but um, what, what are the CBS guys? Uh, uh, Gary and, and Todd Blackledge. That's it. Gary and Todd kept saying it. Last time, last team to beat us in the who? South Carolina. South Carolina. Who was at that game? Me. I watched in all this disgust watching that football game. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those deals to where, all right, we had a bad first half. But you can see how good a team we are. They didn't panic. You know, and Kirby was scarily calm during his press conference, you know, um, at halftime. And, and he was like, we're going to go in here and fix it. And they did. They went in there and they fixed yeah, it. They, they obviously did. Possessions. Yeah. possessions in the second half. And I think they scored on, scored on five of them for sure. Would have scored yeah. on the sixth one, but, you know, got a yeah. holding penalty thing. And it kind of kind of screwed that deal up. But, mm-hmm. you know, special teams, you know, we got a new freshman kicker in. You know, he missed two, two field goals. Um, one where he looked like the Ohio State kicker, wide left. You know what I mean? So it's just a bunch of was just an accumulation of an accumulation of just not executing. That's all it yeah. was. But like I said, people have gotten spoiled and they're just used to all right, here we go. We're gonna go out here and just beat the hell out of these people. Absolutely not. This is a whole new team, offensively anyways. You know what I mean? And you know, it took one, you know, you gotta get hit in the face a little bit and you gonna decide if you're gonna get up or you're just gonna keep getting hit on. And we decided to get up and we brought the beating back to them. Yeah, we decided, hey, we're going to hit on you. So, when 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 you see when you see a quarterback struggling, you know, as a coordinator, what do you what do you what do you do to kind of get him out of that? Like play calling wise, do you do you just keep your foot on the gas and just let him power through it? Do you just kind of get his nerves calmed down and then be aggressive? Like we saw Bobo just kind of go into somewhat of a conservative mode there right before half, and then like probably mm-hmm. at halftime they they said, okay, listen here. You got to get your head out of your, you know what, and so we can, mm-hmm. uh, so we can turn this thing up. And I think he finally realized, hey, I think Carson's got it because uh, Carson rarely do you see him rattled, but I do think he was rattled a little bit. And and so I, I think when he finally got his nerve, that's when you saw that's when you saw him light up. That's when you saw the Georgia offense. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when you saw them take flight. And so, what, what are like, what are things that you do in those situations, like a, a, as a coordinator? Well, you know, you try, just try to get him comfortable, um, you know, but the part of that is that he's got to make that throw. You know, you see us try to throw a quick game. I mean, it's it's either he's throwing it in the dirt. You know, there was one ball that said that the defensive lineman tipped. He didn't tip that dang ball. He just threw it over there to the sideline. You know what I mean? It's just one of those just where I think he was a little bit amped up, you know, that first half. And, you know, as a coordinator, you know, for me, you know, I ain't scared of nothing. You know, we, we finished with rock. You know, if I want you to, 
you know what I mean? But, you know, Coach Polo, he was like, all right, he's a little bit off. You know, let's try to get the run going. Which we did. You know, Dejan with his one leg. You know, Kendall Milton's out there. Um, I mean, they did a phenomenal job that first half of, you know, at least flipping the field, you know, for when we play. You know what I mean? That's kind of what you want. If you're struggling on offense, at least enough first downs where you can flip the field, you know, and make them drop the whole, you know, ADR or whatever it is. You know, so just one of those deals to where you don't panic, which we didn't, which is I thought that's what was happening, was going to panic. But we didn't. And it's one of those situations, coordinator, I said, all right, let's just get the halftime. And all right, big dog, you good? And obviously he was. I mean, we come out, first first play of the game, we throw a dig route. First play of the halftime, boom. You know, we hit a dig route. We come back, hit another one, boom. Hit to get the ball to Bowers, boom. You know what I mean? So it was just a point of, all right, let's just settle down here. I know it's first SEC game, you know, crowds here. You know, mom and grandma and them probably came to the game. So happy to see you. You know, hey, now it's time to go play football. And that's what we did in the second half. You know, and the one thing I do like is that the fact that Bo's not scared and that they can have to take training wheels off. Because, you know, yeah. most coordinators would, you know, get rattled and you know, I was like, oh, we can't we can't do that. We got to take it out. Bo said, no, nah, dog, we finna go out here and sling this rock. You know what I mean? And we finna grow a pair and we finna go out here and win a football game. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. And if you can't grow a pair, we'll 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 put Brock in and see what he see if he can grow one. So and 400, almost four hundred yards of offense, guys. Let's think about that. The first Not half bad. is we we maybe had hundred yards of offense. That second half, I mean, we just we we lit it up, you know. And then you just watch it execution. We're ripping off big runs, you know what I mean? Um, you know, we get down there and I forget. I think it's number thirty-two. I forget his name, but he goes down. He scores a touchdown. Big cash money. That's what his name is. That's, Cash, I, I knew so. Cash Jones you know, is his real name. Yeah, Cash Jones. Yeah. You know, we hit, yeah. we tempo him, but he scores. You know what I mean? And the excitement of that group, you know, love it having a good game. You know, Ra Ra Thomas comes in, Rosie Jack Saint, you know, Arian Smith, those guys doing a great job catching the ball on like the perimeter. You know what I mean? It was a good effort in that second half, and we saw how good George can be. Mm-hmm. Is Still it well are, chipping in? Are most games going to start like that? Probably not. You know what I mean? But to see the resiliency in the group, I mean, it just shows you how good the football team we're about to be. Yeah. And my biggest observation was like in the first half, I'm like, we're running the ball too damn well for us to be down 14 to three. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, we're about to blow this thing open because like they can't stop the run. Milton, Milton and Edwards were feasting. I know I was texting with you. I was like, I don't know how the hell we're losing right now, but those guys are running, dude. Yes. And, and if you can imagine if both of those guys were like truly healthy, you know, some of those like 15 yarders could easily go to the house. Oh, easily. Yeah. And, and I think but, that's what we're, missing. we're missing that breakaway gap. They just take it to the creek, but mm-hmm. we do have them. They're just injured. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of them. So they're just, we're so beat up right now. Yeah. Well, I think I read that we had 13 players that didn't play. Yeah, they were either right. out. You know, Bullard was probable, but you know he started running stuff and couldn't go. They got rid of things like thirteen. You know, and I think of those thirteen, five or six were starters. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, big time like, starters, like you know Ladmanaki. Guys, y'all just don't understand. Like as a coaching staff, to come out of that one, survive the first half because it could have been way worse than what it was. Survive that first half and then come out in the second half and do what you did. I mean, 
if you can't respect that and you can't understand what actually goes on into doing this when things like that, when bad things like that happen, I mean, it's the reason why you do what you do and we do what we do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nail meets head. So tale of two halves. Glad that uh, the, the Dr. Jekyll half um, was the second half and the Mr. Hyde half was the, uh, the first half. Glad, glad it was ugly first and, and, and uh, pretty in the pretty in the end. So, dogs win 24 14, 400 yards of total offense. The uh, Rattler, I think, was held to like nine of 20 in the second half for like barely any yards. And I think he turned the ball over twice, something like that. Uh, just defense just completely came out and annihilated him. Looked like they were communicating better. And the intensity, like, I the, the defense was almost like playing on their heels a little bit to see. Mm-hmm what the pace of the game was going to be, how they were going to respond. Like when they, when they got tempo, I noticed that like they were kind of sitting back a little bit and just kind of letting everything play out in front of them instead of just going in full attack mode, like they usually do. And when they finally said, all right, F it, we're going to, we're going to come after you. That's when things change too defensively. Absolutely. And you know, one thing that I saw, you know, Brooke Austin, shout out to him. You know, he was doing his film breakdowns watching the other day. And uh, in the second half, um, Sacramento was maybe on the 40-yard line. Um, they were going to do a thing that we call, you know, Sooner Fox or whatever. You know, it's just stalk and go, you know, to, to the running back. You know what I mean? But you can see, you know, um, Schumann pointing for the corner to get back because he saw it coming. You know, mm-hmm. something that happened in the first half. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you can see like the adjustments were made in, in at halftime. Um the leak footage of what Kirby said at halftime is probably gonna come out within the next week or two. Um, yep. but you know, you can definitely tell that it lit a fire on those guys. And like I said, they get the ball in the second half. They go down to score like it's nothing. I think it was what four or five plays and we're in the end yeah. zone. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? They go three and out. We get ball back. Go right back down and score. I mean, we scored yeah. twenty-one on extra points, like in three yeah, possessions. It's just, just nerves, man. I, I think offensively, it's just nerves. Defensively, I think it. I, they're just feeling each other out because there's some new guys in there because of injury. Yeah. And, and it's the test that anybody's ever thrown against us either. No. You know what I mean? So that secondary really got tested this game, and they passed the yeah. test in the second half. But that first half, I was like, am I watching the Ohio State game all over again? Yeah, it left a lot to be desired. But my one concern, my one concern, and this has been my concern the whole time, was the fact that we sorely miss Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. We miss them badly. I mean, I I just don't think we have a guy right now that is stepping up and going to be that alpha guy in the middle on the line. And that's what we miss. We're just missing that. We got a lot of really good players up front, a lot of really good players up front. But you're in that one dominant guy. Uh, think um what's it? I'll keep drawing a blank. Um what their phone name is. The big defensive lineman that's been there for a while. Is it Shackford? Um Stackhouse. Stackhouse. Why can't I remember? Anyway, I think Stackhouse is gonna be the guy. Not, to not finally that's yeah. it. I'm I'm thinking Shackford. I was like, no. I'm trying to think of the wrong person, but um, I think um, Stackhouse is going to be the guy. I think he had a really, he had a, to me, he had a breakout game for me. You know, he was mm-hmm. taking on blocks. He made a couple of plays. I think he had a sack. 
or two um, in the second half. Um, but we just got a bunch of really good players up front. But at some point, we're going to need those good players to become elite players. Yeah. You know, and roll some guys off the bench, you know. But like I said, first SEC game, I think against UAB this week is one of those deals to where you bring in a really good team um, with Trent Different to where, all right, guys, if they come in here, they can beat us. So we better have it together. Yeah, you better not get off to a slow start against them. They're they're good enough to they're not ball state. They're good enough to no, give no, you some no. give you some trouble. They're good so, enough to beat you if you don't play like you're supposed to. Absolutely. Well, yeah, like you said, UAB is up next, and we're gonna do a little bit of a preview preview for them later in the week. Um, but let's talk about some of the other games. Like what really surprised me, and maybe I was just downplaying Florida's run game a little bit. But my God, hmm. and I, I know the score wasn't as lopsided uh, at the end as it was for most of the game, but they dominated Tennessee. Oh yeah, yeah a little ETN looked like his brother. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but the one thing that I got upset about is that Billy Napier got conservative in the second half, mm-hmm. and he almost let Tennessee come back. You know, you go back to Urban Meyer, Steve Spurrier days. I mean, they would try paying a hundred on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So that was that. That is the only knock that I have is that he didn't try to put them away when he had the chance. But you know, Tennessee was riding that high horse, you know, and then they got exposed a little bit. You know, yeah. um, is Joe Milton really the guy, or is it? Or did he just have a bad game? I think he just had a bad game, honestly. Yeah, I I, I do too. I I think he. I mean. He's he's not hitting hooker. We can we can go yeah. ahead and safely say that, but I also don't think he's bad either. Yes, but this is the first game that I've seen Tennessee be undisciplined. Mm-hmm. You know, even when it came to Sanford last year, they were still they were still a very disciplined team. This was the first time that I've seen Tennessee play undisciplined football, and it got it ended up biting the butt. You know, they got a defensive line suspended for the first half this week for the hit on the quarterback, and that's just one thing you you had. That was the old Tennessee. You know, yeah. um, and they kind of rear his ugly head Saturday, and you kind of saw them, you know. So I think they just get back to play discipline football, I think they'll be fine. But, you know, shout out to Florida for the first time I think I've ever said that, you know, because I've been a big Billy Napier guy. You know, I, I know him. Uh, he's, he's a good coach. He used to come recruit, um, you know, know the family and things like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I was, I'm a fan of him, you know. Even though this is a Georgia show, I'd like Billy Napier. For not for other things. All right, we're okay. canceled. <laughs> we're canceled. But, you know, just, yeah, but you see what they did to, to um, Tennessee, you know, gets ready to play them and, you know, gets us ready, you know, for when we, you know, Tennessee. You know, if you can get them to get frustrated, I think you got a really good chance to win. That's what happened. Everybody's frustrated. I think mm-hmm. it's the first time I've seen Josh Heifel get mad. It was yeah. during the game. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think for Billy Napier, that is the game that he needed to win badly um, yes. because he was he was spiraling, and a lot of it's not his fault no. because of the roster that he inherited was complete garbagios, um, although Graham Mertz is on him, and I still don't think Graham Mertz is all that good, and I'm still not sure that Graham Mertz is going to finish the season as QB1. However... They played with a level of toughness. They played with a level of fight, and they played as disciplined as I've ever seen, as, I, as if 
as I've ever seen them in the last, what, 10 years or so? Yeah. I couldn't get that phrase out. That was tough. Those words are tough. <laughs> that that was uh, – I got teacher brain going right now. But um, uh, Trust me, I know. I couldn't. I can't believe I couldn't remember Stackhouse's name. I've been talking about the young man well, since see, like. You have the like names. Names can escape you pretty pretty good. The commonly used phrases, like that, you know, when the words become tough, that's when you yeah. know, like, God. Yeah, like it's like but, but, DJ Yole. I don't think know. I'll. Uh, <laughs> he might be in the dang up Heisman, Heisman race. Oregon State's yeah. undefeated. Dude, he is out here balling right now. And yeah. Clemson is in for a rude awakening this weekend. When when they realize that, A, it's not DJ Ungulale, and B, <laughs> Florida State is about to work them. Yes. And speaking of Florida State, shout out to my man, Thomas uh, Castellanos. He is a word county gator. Um, you know, Florida State kind of, you know, wanted to be an athlete. We all know what athlete means. Um, our terminology, um, but he wanted to play quarterback, so he absolutely showed up. He was one penalty away from beating Florida State at home. Ooh, okay. And he is a workout he loved. He's a really good football player. Shout out to Mr. Castellan- Castellano. <laughs> Castellano. Castellanos. Castellanos. There you go. There we go. I'm going to butcher that one for all of time. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yes. Don't don't uh don't everybody come from Wake Waycross with your uh, pitchforks hey, and torches. Just you're, yet. About get, you're about to get canceled. <laughs> We've already gotten canceled. You said you like Billy Napier. I'm mispronouncing <laughs> Ware County names. We're God. We're screwed. Uh, they got us. They got us. They got us. They're we're in the we're in the crosshairs. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, no, that game was that game was real interesting. Uh, good for Billy Napier. I, I think he's a really good coach in a really bad situation. Yeah. And for, for the life of me, I was like, I don't know that he can coach his way out of this. I'm not sure he can. And he, well, he's well on his way to doing so now. He's just got to keep up that momentum. Absolutely. And where did Jordan Dang come from? Who is this guy? Absolutely. Balled up Saturday. Yeah. So that means it, it did he really get that good, or is Mississippi State that bad? I think he's. I think he flipped the switch and was like, "Hey, man, I got to start playing better." They came out. They were like, "Okay, we are going to erase this fraud tag that we have, and we're going to just come out and lay it on." Because Mississippi State is not bad. I mean, they're not yep. great by any stretch. You know, coaching change, scheme change. You know, a lot of things that are tough, especially on the offensive side of the ball when they go from. Uh, air raid to power spread. That's never an easy transition, but Mississippi State has not been playing terrible football this year. And LSU stunk up the joint against FSU. Flat out quit, I think, in my opinion. They just flat out laid down um, to call spade a spade. Um, but they uh, they came out and, you know, they came out in a big way Man. against Mississippi State in a game that could have easily been a blow, you know, could have easily been an upset. Yes, it's time slot in the opponent. Game could have easily been a little bit closer to what it was. And I turned it on. I was like, they are beating the you know what out of Mississippi State. Good Lord. I saw the stats. I mean, I think he completed what, maybe four passes the whole entire game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was on it. Neighbors had a great game. I mean, running games work. I was like, who is this LSU team? This is definitely not a team that has been 
playing as of late. Definitely not the team that stunk up the joint in, uh, against Florida State, that's for sure. Yeah. So that game surprised me. Um, I was, was surprised. Me too. Eh, that game was weird, man. They had a weather yeah. delay, and they had some weird stuff happen. I, I don't wouldn't put much stock into that. However, I've never seen an Alabama team look that pedestrian. We were just talking about that today. You know, we've been talking about um, doing little things with us, um, making sure you know you look out for your team and things like that. Um, you know, Nero, you know, being a great teammate, you know, he, he had to sit bitch this game and he was the first one out there. Uh, Reminds me of Jalen Hurts, you know, when his deal kind of went through, you know, just a great teammate. But the one thing that I, that I have noticed, one thing we were preached to our guys is, you know, there, there's a history that needs to be, you know, upheld, you know, and I think everybody's all mad at, you know, Alabama players of, you know, calling out other players, but you understand there's, there's a standard and expectation of Alabama. And yeah. those first couple of games they hadn't been doing, you know what I mean? So it's just one of those deals to where they'll, they'll bounce back, things like that. So I mean, it was a very interesting weekend to see them, you know, not look very Alabama. No, that, that was the least Alabama they've they've ever looked. Um, since Saban took over, at least the Mike Shula days, that's a different story. But uh Colorado, Colorado State. Um uh, more impressed with Colorado State or like surprised that Colorado took it to overtime with them. I tell you what, I have never in my life thought that I would stay up and watch a Colorado Colorado State football game. Never in my life would I think I'd be saying those words. But it was definitely worth staying up for. Um, I'm by night because I'm a big Dion fan, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, but that is the first time that I've seen Colorado State be competitive. You know, it's the first time I've seen, you know, other than, you know, last couple of games, obviously, that, you know, Colorado was competitive. You know, when was the last time you put those two words in a sentence? You know, so um, any football in Colorado being competitive. But I think, I think it's great. You know, I saw, you know, all the, you know, dismay for, you know, the hit on Travis Hunter. Uh, but that football, it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go back to, what was it, 2008, when um, Major Wright completely destroyed that receiver on the sideline on the very first play of uh, Oklahoma Florida National Championship. You know what I mean? Did those, those things like that happen, you know. Um, but, you know, it was a really, really good game to watch, and you start to see the maturity of Shadour um, as he marked them down the field, you know, and, and the game for him pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens. And, and going back to the hit, I like, like the kids receiving death threats, man. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, what, what was it a little dirty? Yeah, probably. Was it, you know, was there a lot of jawing going back and forth? Yeah, but for sure. Um, Make sure you're a poker guy. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they he, he made a dirty hit. They flagged him. He got penalized. Let's move on. Right. Yeah. I think the appropriate call was made. He didn't get ejected. It was unnecessary roughness, but it wasn't targeting. It was not targeting. targeting. Um, it, I, I think they, I think they properly handled that situation. Nothing got out of hand from there, <laughs> and and then they just played, man. And it was probably one of those physical football games I saw all weekend. I, I think it's because of all these rule changes, people have gotten soft in football. Actually, yes, football is the most violent sport um, outside of obviously UFC and stuff that you can be part of. Because you're hitting somebody every single play. 
you're, you're touching somebody and hitting somebody. You know, the goal is to get them to the ground as fast as possible and as hard as possible. You know, mm-hmm. it's football. You know, I think people have lost sight of that because you know we're out here playing flag football all the time. And there's a and there's a there's a flag every time you even sneeze on anybody. Yeah. You know, so you know, back in our days of playing, if you'd have got hit like that, you'd back up and there wouldn't have been a flag thrown. No, it there wouldn't have been a flag. You probably would have you probably would have jawed back and forth a little bit and said, Okay, here we go. I'm coming for you the next time and you just go get them back. And then that championship game, there was no flag. You know what I mean? No. That was what, 2008, what, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. That so. was just a good play back then. <laughs> that was just a great play. And now, I mean, you're sending death threats to a kid. A kid. You know yeah, what I mean? A, that's that's a bit much. That, that's yeah. a bit much. Travis Hunter come out and say, you know, football, you know, D came out and said the same thing. You know what I mean? But, guys, we got to quit being so soft. If you're going to be soft, don't watch football. Don't let anybody in your family play football. I mean, it goes back to, you know, Georgia fans too. If you're going to be soft and not understand what it actually takes to win a football game, then you shouldn't watch it because you're going to be upset. Think bad things are going to happen. You know, like I, you know, I tell people all the time, that's why you do what you do and I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Most people can't handle things like that. You can see it on Twitter. Like if you were, if these people were, were coaches, you could not handle it. No, well, they'd be changing quarterbacks every other play. I mean, it's just yeah. something, you know. I say all the time, I'm going to start going to people's jobs and say you need to be fired just because. Fire. Israel. Well, he said he likes Billy Napier, so we definitely got to fire him. Yeah, so, yeah I know. <laughs> Sorry, that's just it's just business, just business. This man is business. So, but uh, yeah, we're we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump out of here now. We're gonna uh, we're gonna save the rest. We're gonna save some previews and our picks here coming up uh, on on a different episode. Uh, we wanted to go a little different, a little live stream here, a little live stream action. Um, and uh, we'll do that every once in a while. I think it's a, I think it's fun to just to go live and see if we get any, any viewers and any live viewers and questions and things like that. But uh, if you want to follow us um, right here down below, you can find us in any one of these spots. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find us on any podcast platform, and of course uh, X and <laughs> and Instagram and Facebook and all 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 those sites. And so. Um, but yeah, this is just a little bird down there because I mean it's just a black X now. Yeah, I know we got to got to change that logo. This is a this is a dated set, I guess. Um, yeah, it's a good looking yeah. set, but it's a dated set. I, I think people know. Before we're... we get out of here, you know, everybody's seen it. You know, we just want to wish a speedy recovery to Nick Chubb. Um, yeah, one of one of our favorite um, one of our favorite dogs. Uh, he's gonna bounce back. You know, I think everybody remembers uh, what happened at Tennessee. And he came back even stronger than ever, so he's gonna come back even stronger than ever with this too, you know. And you know, we got into it today. And some of my players, you know, I was like, oh, that, that's just football. You know what I mean? It's one of the same same situation, you know, with Colorado, Colorado State game. You know, it's just a guy, he's making a play. You know what I mean? And you know, you wish no ill will or, or injury to anybody. You know what I mean? But that's that's just that's just football. You know what I mean? But he's it just happening. Bang, bang, play. And so with somebody like Nick Chubb, you have to hit him down there. Yeah. You know, you know, you're trying to hit him in the thigh, you know, but he just didn't go down, you know, when the when the guy was tackling him on the other side, you know. So it's just one of those deals to where, you, you know, you hate that happen. He's going to bounce back and, 
and he's going to be running that rocket deal with 695-pound squats in the time. Yeah, on one leg. <laughs> on that leg. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen a bar bend like that. He does it every year, man. He gets to go in there. Oh God, man! I'm like I every every year I'm like that bar's gonna snap. <laughs> I mean it it is it is literally like this. Oh yeah, so you know what he does? You know I listen to the Pivot podcast with uh, you know Ryan Clark and and those guys, and mm-hmm. you know it's one of those um, I forget one of all, oh, but it's one of those new bars that kind of bend and adjust to the weight that you put on. So it's not yeah. you know us old school guys we just have the straight bar, you know, uh-huh. but new technology and stuff these days. Uh, trying to keep everybody safe, you know. But yeah. I mean, he, he's bouncing that thing, doing five reps at a time. If I put that on my back, y'all gonna be we're gonna, gonna be doing this from the hospital because I'm yeah, out. We, yeah, we're, I'm getting crumpled. <laughs> Look, I still work out, but I have no desire to put 600 pounds on my back at any time, ever again. No, no. I, I don't think my knees can handle that. My 40 year old knees, I don't think they can handle that. I'm 40. Dude, I don't go can believe that. I don't need past 225 you know when i'm working out i'm like my, my kids are always like coach can you do more now like yes i can but why i'm not playing anymore yeah but i but did, I, just, I did. So you, that's what i, I yeah. do enough to where you beat me yeah which the, the the last six years that's not been a whole lot <laughs> like i did a 200 <laughs> I, I did a 225 pound power clean and it, it i might as well have been doing a 500 pound power clean like that's how it is all day. day the next day you're like, oh my God, why'd I do that? Yeah. I'm like, oh the, the screw the next day. Like two hours later, I'm at home. I can I'm like eating, I'm eating, I got the fork like this. I'm like <laughs> hey, that is fun. I, I, I did the uh, I did the combine bench press. I don't, I don't know what you, I don't know what you guys call it like when you do that bench test or whatever. We used to call oh, it yeah. bench pro. We used to call it bench pro, I guess, because pro mm-hmm. pro day. Um, but I I threw on. It was like right after the combine, we're doing winter workouts, and one of my one of my kids who's a complete smart ass, he was like, "Coach, I bet you can't hit two twenty five. I look at him puzzled. I'm like, "All right, bet. <laughs> okay." Okay. It was like four years ago I hit like 315. So okay. So now you're out here competing against kids, man. They get you every time. Every time. I know. So. I know. And and so I get on I get under it. I'm like, okay. I'm thinking in my head, okay. Lord, just, like, Lord, Lord help me. Don't let me mess this up. Lord, you just Never give me three it. reps. Give me three reps. Lord gave me 10. There you go. I busted out 10 and they were like, Oh my they had god. that look on their face, like, oh my god, coach. Oh you know, they were going crazy. And in your mind, you're like, why did I do that? Why? And then, then later I'm like, I got I had the adrenaline going at that moment, so I was like, I was cool, but uh later on I was like, I should not have done that. <laughs> should not have done that. You gotta take a sick the next day because you can't get out of bed and or wipe your butt because you can't read the round. Yeah, I'm so, like like my my traps are like up here. I'm like oh, so tense, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, you sneeze, it's over. Like all the way down, all the way through your chest. It's like it's like somebody did this. Zip. It's like somebody <laughs> pulled a zip tie. You can like hear it. You can hear it snap, crackle, and pop. 
I know that's funny. But they get you, man. And it's always the one kid that's not very good. No, this kid's playing at Missouri Southern right now, so this kid's pretty good. No, ours are the ones that aren't very good. Yeah. When they try to talk trash, you just like, bruh. Yeah. You forget who I am sometimes. Yeah. Uh, th- those type kids, I just like use them for blocking demonstrations. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> we have a kid at, at Innsworth who's actually really good outside linebacker. And we're, we're doing this down blocking drill. And he's like, damn, coach, you still got it. <laughs> yep. Just in case you want to run up on this one day, just remember, I still yeah. got it. Because there was like a, I forget exact, the exact technique I was saying, but like I was, it, it was like getting his shoulders tilted, you know? And I was like, all right, push against me. I was like, all right, now if you're in this posture, you know, you're not going to have much strength. I said, like, push against me. And you like, like bowled me over almost. And then, then I was like, okay, if you want this technique, and it's like you have hand in the chest and then the other hand on the up underneath the wingtip and like you forklift them, you know. And I had his shoulders turn like this. I said, All right, now push against me. Come on, push against me. And he's like fighting as hard as he can. And I'm just controlling them with one arm. Yep, I still got it. Yeah. Full back, man. That's what I do. Gotta love it. Tower roll. The lost Tower roll. Back. Mm-hmm. If only I was like not five foot eight, but like <laughs> six foot, I probably w- yeah. we would have been teammates for a year. Probably. Well, yeah. We we used to use the fullback team. Yeah, we would have been teammates for like very brief amount of time. Yeah, we don't even use fullback. I don't even know what those look like anymore. No. Mm-mm. But uh, no, I, I played more like. At Fayette County High School, we were, we were. I was more of an H back than a true fullback. Yeah. Um, I, I did a little bit of everything. We were spread. We never used the. Yeah. We were four wide, baby. Let it ride. We were eleven personnel. Sometimes four wide, but eleven personnel, or twenty personnel, or however you describe that. Yeah, depends on if he's a sniffer or he, he's attached. I was mostly a sniffer. Yeah. I was mostly a sniffer, a wing. I was most I was a lot. I was a wing a lot. Mm-hmm. And I would I would go in like short motion and kick out on power yeah. or pull on counter, you know. I like those kind of, like those guys. That was me. Those guys make you a lot of money. That's the uh-huh. San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Yuschek. Mm-hmm. That's my guy right there. I like I like me some like some juice, Kyle. Kyle, use check. So he's a good player. But uh, anyway, we're gonna get out of here, man, because we're uh, we're well into overtime here. Um, we're trying not to get canceled, but uh, I don't know if that's gonna happen now. We're gonna definitely get canceled. So, um, so long forever. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Check us out down below. Uh, find us anywhere you find your podcast. We would love to hear from you. Subscribe, like, all that good stuff. For Israel Troop, I'm Corey Burton. Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. UAB up next. We got picks coming up later this week, and we'll see you back here next time. Go dogs! Go dogs! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.